Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans, by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee and she is Tam. Hello. What a great weekend we had for sports, Tam. I mean, we had everything. I mean, not just the NASCAR race and the All-Star race, but we had horse racing, NBA playoffs, baseball, a lot of stuff. Did you watch anything other than the All-Star race other than the obvious? I mean, with all the rain delays, it wasn't until the next day that we got some actual racing. Right. Of course, I watched The Thunder. Uh, That's an interesting series. Yeah, I don't know. The the Golden State Warriors actually look human. (laughs) Like, they look beatable. You know what I'm saying? I think the injury to Steph Curry's elbow Mm -hmm. is a little bit more serious than what he's letting on. Of course, there was the drama with Draymond Green. Yeah. I like Draymond. I had an opportunity to interview Draymond last year, and I was actually shocked because when I interviewed Draymond, I didn't see the side that he's showing now. Right, yeah. I won't say the guy's ruthless, but... He's ruthless. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you think he intentionally kicked the guy in his manhood? It certainly looked that way. Uh, me personally, you know, when somebody shows you video of something that somebody did, regardless if it's you or somebody else, and it looks pretty compelling, that has to be just one coincidental kick and one coincidental spot for your groin to be. Okay, so you you're saying he saying? did it on purpose. I think he did. But I think that's because Draymond Green just seems to be one of those guys that plays on emotion, which is completely fine. Uh, Westbrook plays on emotion. Durant plays on emotion. A lot of these guys play on emotion. Curry plays on emotion. I think Green just kind of is one of those guys where the emotion gets the best of him sometimes. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you know... Speaking of Westbrook, I see this back and forth going on the last couple of days between Westbrook and Draymond. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's going to be good tonight. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be good. And since we're talking about basketball, and don't worry, we'll get to some NASCAR, but, you know, there's more to life than NASCAR. Right, there is. But just some exciting sports in general. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the Cleveland series in Toronto, like nobody. That's saw. kind of confusing because I didn't even. I, I knew Toronto was going to at least win one game. You but thought? that was it. I didn't think they were going to win more than one game. I wasn't surprised if they would have won two, but the way they won these last two games, it actually looks like Toronto could win that series. The way that Cleveland's been playing these last two games. Okay, so now, predictions. I don't think that they are. I still think Cleveland's going to win that series, but the way that Cleveland's been playing these last two games, I mean, just horrible. I mean, nothing the way they've been playing the first two games that they played in in Cleveland. Okay, so predictions. Obviously, you have Cleveland to win the Cleveland-Toronto battle. Right. Who do you think is going to win out of the Thunder and Golden State? No, actually, I see Oklahoma City winning that. Okay, so you got OKC. Yeah, I do have OKC winning that. I think I just see it the, the way they play the, the the way Durant and West and I think more Westbrook than Durant but the look in Westbrook's face like he has that look like I want it so like, like I want this more than anybody else on this court because you even go back to the first game when they were down like I don't know they were down like seventeen points and Westbrook was out there playing like like he wasn't aware that they were supposed to lose that game 
Like he was like, oh, well, we still got a chance. No, you're uh, down 17 points. Anybody who gets down 17 points by the Warriors, it's done. And Westbrook just seemed like he like he was too too dumb to know that. You know what I mean? And that's scary. So <laughs> what I'm hearing from you is that Westbrook has a little Joey Logano in him, or right. maybe even a little Larson. Yeah, so absolutely. Getting on to NASCAR. <laughs> Kyle Larson had that look in his eye. Hey, he did. He, he had did. that look when he ran Chase Elliott against the wall. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the same thing that he should have done to Kenseth in that last race before the All-Star. I think over the entire weekend of, of the races, I mean, yes, they were maybe not the best. And maybe that's probably why I think I enjoyed watching the basketball games more. <laughs> Oh, don't say that. This but, is a NASCAR show. I know, I know. You're supposed to be diehard I am, I am. But I still watch. I still watch. Don't get me wrong. It, it was just so confusing. And it was just like, oh, my God. It was, I was like, even the NASCAR drivers were so confused. Okay. It's like, how was how a regular fan watching this not confused, you know? Like, I could see people at a bar or at home looking at each other going, what, like, what? what's going on? Like, I'm confused. Like, asking somebody else to help them explain and understand, and then the other person is like, I don't know either. And then the driver gets on TV and goes, I don't know what the heck is going on, you know? (laughs) Well, before we go all the way into that, because that's a whole topic in itself, let's talk about the confusing fan vote. Okay. It was great to see Chase Elliott in, but Danica, I don't know. We're not Danica haters. We're just saying. Right. I I think seeing Danica racing, I think, is just one of those things where it seemed like it had to be done because otherwise it looks like you're hating. It looks like NASCAR is hating. You're saying she had to be voted in? I'm not saying she had to, me personally, but I think NASCAR didn't have a choice. But I, if the fans voted, like I would have rather well, seen exactly, and I'm not maybe that, Austin no. Dillon get in or oh, someone. there's there's a handful of other drivers that I think uh, should win the vote, there. right? right. I, I just think the, the the voting had to go that way because believe it or not, Danica Patrick has a very very good fan base, and it, and if that's with the way the fans voted, then that's just the way the fans voted, and that's just the way that that it goes. You know what I mean? There's there's I mean it's nothing that. I think NASCAR could do, uh, even if they didn't want her in there. I think they it, it's just a must. Does that make any sense? Okay, so let me relate this back to basketball okay. since we started talking about basketball. Do you think Danica being voted into the all-star race is something similar to Kobe being voted in the all-star game his last season? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of close. Okay. You know, and maybe not even just Kobe. I think just other NBA players in general who are just popular but may not be having a good season. You know, I think it's just one of those things that those are the players that fans want to see. Whether it's it's Kobe or or somebody that's that's playing that's that's very popular and sells a lot of jerseys. Those are the guys that are going to draw people to watch your sport your game, whatever it is. And Danica just happens to fit in that in, into that category right now. I think they got it right. Uh, I'm not saying it's it's right. Like, I would I would have voted for her, but I just think this is an underestimation of her fan base. So, Regardless of what you think of her as a driver, she has got a huge fan base. Okay, so 
is for the fans, by the fans. Right, basically. exactly. Just like this podcast. <laughs> okay. It's for fans, by fans. Well, enough about all that nonsense. Let's get to some racing. Let's get to the segment battle, which included Larson and Elliot right. going all out. Balls against the wall. That's right. Like, I hated to say that. No, I know can you can. I do. say that? Yeah, I think you can. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Balls <laughs> against the wall. I mean, you know, I, I can't say enough about Chase Elliott. He has my rookie of the year vote from day one. Mm-hmm. But Larson, like, I, he he did a 360. I guess he's tired of losing. Yeah, well, I would. He I mean, had the eye of the tiger. He does, yeah. And uh, I, I think they uh, really kind of made it exciting there. And me and you, before uh, we started recording today, uh, were watching back at that video where it was Craven and uh, Bush, uh, Kurt Bush, uh, back from uh, years ago. Was it Kurt or Kyle? Uh, Kyle. Uh, was it Kyle? No, I think it was Kurt. Wasn't it Kurt? Okay. okay we'll go back it and check it out. It was a Bush brother. It was a Bush brother, but I think it was Kurt. Either way it goes, it was exciting, and it was almost the same kind of racing from back then. Just to see those two young guys doing that, I think, kind of told the story here a little bit. I think it actually gave NASCAR fans a quick look of what the future holds for this sport as far as those two drivers are concerned. Yes, and NASCAR fans, look out. You got some really good young drivers coming up when Kyle Larson, uh, and Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. These two cats are they're phenomenal. I love watching these two guys and watching them race that that day was really really awesome. Now throw in Joey Logano, yeah, who beat out Kyle Larson mm-hmm. for the 1 million dollars. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I was screaming at the TV. <laughs> I was screaming when I saw Elliot and Larson going at it in the yeah. in the showdown. Mm-hmm. But when it came to the actual race, and we had Larson once again mm-hmm. going up against Joey Logano, I was like, "Dude, I know Joey is going to do something. Joey, Joey will bump and grind. He has no shame in his game. Not at all. But Kyle was there. Yeah, he was there." And yeah. then he fell short. Just a little short. Just happened to go Logano's way. You know, the luck of the draw, I think it was a, a fair race. I think they, they both went at it. They obviously both wanted to win. And, and just Joey Logano just came up on top. And, you know, yeah. it's just it's just fitting. The older, younger driver 20, outlasts the younger driver. <laughs> I think today's Joey's birthday. It he might turned, be. What a birthday present. He turned 26 Dude, today. Or what a birthday present. So nonetheless, today is his birthday, and he won a million dollars. Who doesn't want to win a million dollars? Come on. You know, and I read, like, they were asking him, like, how he was going to spend it, and he wasn't sure. And he was, like, thinking, oh, i just give it to some charity and stuff like that. Man, if I was his boys on the on pit road, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yo, look, brother, uh, I don't care what you do with the, the majority of the money, but kick a little bit this way. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's really big into giving back, which most yeah, he really is. I think that, are. I, so. I think that's, that says a lot about but him. But do you give away a million? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Right. So now we got to go from winners to losers. Right. We can go on talking about Joey and the best of his luck and everything that he's done, but now we need to turn the luck. Can you say it like that? We need to turn turn it over to the bad luck side. Right, right. My man Smoke. You know, he was very emotional at the start of the race. He gave the command. You can see it in his eyes. I actually thought a tear was going to fall. I was waiting for that. He was so visibly, emotionally shaken 
And then it's like, okay, I said, he'll gain his composure and he's going to go out there and race. It's his last all-star race. Right. And bad luck struck. And he got caught up with Matt Kenseth. Just sad that it's just not going his way. Like, no matter what this guy does, nothing will go his way. And Matt Kenseth... He had a bit of bad luck as well because he was leading the race. Yeah, he it was. looked like he was going to win, and then he got penalized for not doing a pit stop. Right. But he couldn't do the pit stop because of all the technicalities and all the extra drama with all these rules and regulations which, for which the kind All-Star. Of, right. right. And, and adding on to that of what you're just saying right now, it had a domino effect of confusion with all the drivers. Yeah. From it seemed from that point because nobody, and starting with Kenseth who was leading the race at the time, got confused, and all the other drivers didn't even know what uh, what their position was. Which leads me back to at the beginning of of what we were talking about uh, in the podcast of how confusing it was for. I mean, if it's that confusing for drivers, I can't imagine how the simple fan felt at home watching this if they were able to watch it on Fox Sports 1 and not just any regular channel. So that even kind of like threw in a wrench into everything. Some of these fans probably didn't even get to watch the race because it was on Fox Sports 1. Not not every NASCAR fan has Fox Sports 1. Let's be honest. I'm big into reading the fan quotes, and I recall one fan writing something to the effect that most fans couldn't even figure out where it was going to show. Now, NASCAR does an excellent job on social media. Mm -hmm. I mean, from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram, they do an excellent job of letting you know what's going on at what time. But for the older fan that may not be on social media, it can be a little bit confusing. Yeah. At some point, the confusion has to stop. You and I talked last week about this. We couldn't get a grasp on the rules and regulations. Right. And when you have drivers quoting, you know, are saying things such as, and I'll read a couple of quotes, we had Dale Earnhardt Jr. who said, I was pretty confused right up until it was 13 laps to go, and then I knew, well, we're racing from here to the end, and this is all the normal rules. That's what Dale Jr. said. Then you had Tony Stewart who summed it up perfectly. It's the dumbest damn thing I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Many people agreed with Tony when he said that. And I'll read one last quote or two two more quotes, one from Matt Kenseth and one from Denny Hamlin. Matt Kenseth said, I've never been this confused in a race car in my entire life. I hope everybody watching understands because I have no idea what happened ever since the first car pitted. Then Denny Hamlin said, I'm in the sport and we're confused. So how does the race fan keep up at times? It almost seems like if this was baseball and baseball changed rules just to try to make the all-star game uh, more interesting, it's almost like they would change the rules and somebody hits a ball and nobody knows whether they go to first or second. They just run around like all over the field. Like, where am I going? Like, like T-ball, like little kids in a T-ball game. You know what I mean? It, it almost seemed like a comedy of errors just happening on the racetrack. And, and all everything needed was just some uh, circus music going on because of all the confusion that was happening. You know? <laughs> well. It was like, like, what, like, what's going on here? Like, like nobody knows. Well, Brad Keselowski, who is pretty much seems like the ringleader of this new all-star. Yeah. You know, it, it was a lot of his recommendations. 
he was actually quoted as saying, I don't know how you can get much more compelling racing than what we saw today. So they need to get unconfused and enjoy the racing. Okay. And so I, is he saying that <laughs> we need to get unconfused or the drivers? Well, first of all, I don't know who allowed Brad Keselowski to give any input into changing or making rules to uh, uh, make the sport any more fun than it already isn't. But I don't know if, if he went into that meeting uh, drunk off of some light beer. But <laughs> let me tell you something. How ironic that him and Joey Logano had no problems. You know, <laughs> number one, with Logano winning the, the race. You know what I mean? So, of course, he's going to think everything just went fine. I just want a million dollars. So, I'm not going to have anything negative to say about it. You know what? We can go on and on about this oh, race. Yeah. We have one of our fans who listens to our show. He actually tweeted us. He wanted to get our thoughts on the All-Star race. And he had a question. He wanted to know what do we think could make it better. I said, you know what? My thought is simple. The only way this race can get better is to let them race, cut out all this mandatory pit stuff, put that responsibility back in the crew chief's hand. That's right. what they're there for. NASCAR needs to stop intervening and being so technical. All the lug nuts, this, pit, this, this, that, that. The race was already a little bit confusing because practice was cut short. And again, this was all weather related. Yeah. But now you throw in, okay, you got to pit at this. You got to do this. You got to do that. It's just too much. Let's just race. This is the one time a year where the driver should be allowed to just go and shoot it out. Right. Yeah, you know what? I totally agree with you. I think that's a very, very easy way to just fix the entire thing. Letting letting the drivers, and, and by all means, still having all the cars under, you know, the, the rules and regulations of just kind of whatever the, the rules are, I'm totally fine with that. So that way, all the cars are on the same level. Nobody has an advantage over the yeah. other. Uh, I'm not saying just grab a car and get on the track. I'm saying make sure that you have all the cars on the, on the same level. But just let them go at it and, and, and let them, let them be drivers for one day, like real race drivers and just let them go all out. No, none of this funny, weird rules and stuff like that. I, I think you're right. Just, just let, just let them get in the car, start yeah. their engines and then just put your foot on the gas pedal. Let's just race. That, that sums that yeah. up. So I get it. Every sport kind of has that one thing that they're trying to do to make the all-star game a little bit more interesting. But And I applaud NASCAR for trying to, to do something to get it right. But you know what? Uh, these are the things that you have to go through. You know, the old college try, a hit and miss. And obviously this one really missed. I don't know. Maybe next year, try something else. But I'm on board with you. Just let them get in the car and let them race. I feel like we've talked a lot, but we haven't said our main man's name today. You know who I'm going to say. All right. Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, well, no news is good news. Okay. Actually, you ever heard that that, that saying before? <laughs> okay. I, I, I just feel like we have to mention his name. Martin, if you ever listen to this podcast, we are rooting for you. We are huge fans of yours. We want you to win. I agree. I really want this guy to get back on track starting next week. And oh, I don't know if he's for the 600. That's yeah, a lot. I mean, the 600 is asking a lot. But let me tell you, girl, I, the funny thing is, you know, why not the 600? <laughs> but any way that Truex can get back on track, 
I think is great. And if it and if it starts with the six hundred, great. I mean, it just he just had a terrible first half of the season. I it just, know. I mean, it was just one thing after another. Hopefully, hopefully he can get back on track. And why not the six hundred? Like you know, let let him let him start off on the right foot the second half. So hopefully he doesn't have to start off with more crappy luck. Well, while we're talking about the six hundred and talking about drivers. Did you hear that Dell Jr. made it perfectly clear he didn't care anything about winning the All Star race? He just wants to win the six hundred. What yeah. do you think about that? Um, so basically, he didn't care about winning that million. Right. He just wants to win the six hundred. Okay, and you know what? I I believe that. You know why? Because as popular as Dell is, let's be honest. NASCAR aside, literally look at all the endorsements this cat has coming in. Whether it's Mountain Dew. Whether it's an insurance company, uh, you know. So you're basically saying he doesn't need the money. He didn't, he didn't need that million dollars. Joey Logano might have needed that million dollars. Maybe he really didn't, but kind of did. Maybe he made a bet with Brad Keselowski on the side while they were at the bar. I don't know. But all I know is Dale Jr., really, he didn't need that million dollars. To win that 600, I, I believe that. Well, I'm going to tell you an old saying. Keep your hands out another man's pocket. Okay, there you go. We don't know if Dale didn't need the million. Maybe his girlfriend needed it. I don't know. Maybe so, yeah. You know, he has a wedding coming up. He could use a million for that wedding. Yeah, the uh, ex-wife over there being all greedy and stuff with a name. Well, (laughs) I think, you know. Maybe he could have used that million. He's not affected as much by Teresa. And if you guys aren't aware, listen to last week's podcast. We touched on Teresa Earnhardt, which is Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s widow. Mm -hmm. She's greedy. I mean, business is business, but she's basically trying to block some of the other Earnhardts, Carrie Earnhardt, mm-hmm. from using the Earnhardt name for a business. And basically, she's just stirring up a lot of mess, trying to make that family name look bad. And it ain't going to happen, because I guarantee you that th- there's no need for that, especially with that family and that name, because that, that name means a lot to NASCAR. Uh, not only NASCAR itself, but NASCAR fans and the other drivers. So anyway, we'll move on. So. Well, you know, moving on and still keeping up with the theme of mess. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about the rumor of Casey Kane and Kevin Harvick. And if you don't know, supposedly the rumor was Kevin Harvick was going to go to Hendrick Motorsports and take Casey Kane's spot. Clearly, that was just a rumor because Kevin Harvick signed an extension with Stuart House and Casey Kane's contract with Hendrick is not up until, I believe, 2017. Right. So, although it was a nasty rumor that Kevin Harvick was going to Hendrick and that he was going to leave his current team, there may still be some validity to Casey Kane not re-signing with Hendrick Motorsports. But we'll have to wait and see. If you guys have an opinion on that, let us know. Do you think Hendrick is going to re-sign Casey Kane? Do you think he's going to be with Hendrick Motorsports after his contract is up next year, we would love to know what you think. Yeah, Make sure I, I, to I definitely hit like us up. to know what people would like to think about that particular subject. I mean, it's just one of those things where I said last podcast, you know, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And I know how rumors go in the world of sports, and NASCAR is no different. But, uh, you know, usually when there's a rumor, there has to be some truth to that foundation. So, I don't know. Interesting. But anybody else out there, like Tam said, shoot us a tweet or, uh, you know, uh, hit us up on our uh, social media and let us know what you think. And we can be reached 
via email, you can go to the website and get the email address. There's a little link to email us. If you want to shout us out on Twitter, we're at Turns No Break. We're also on Instagram. And if you haven't, make sure to go to our Instagram. We've been posting some cool photos. We Mm -hmm. actually have some cool video. And these are photos and videos that I've taken over the years and recently. Very great photos behind the scenes in the garage. Some of your favorite drivers. We also post a question on Instagram. So make sure to check us out. While we're still talking about Hendrick Motorsports, The Hall of Fame are coming up. The nominees were announced. We have three team owners that were nominated to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. We have Richard Childress. We have Rick Hendrick and Jack Rounds, which is an interesting bunch. And Mark Martin is also in that bunch, amongst other Hall of Famers or soon to be Uh, Hall of Famers. I forgot that Mark Martin was, his name had come up on that bill as well. That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting because... It seems like he was just racing to last year or something. I don't know. Can, he, he looks like he can still get in that car and race. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there were so many amazing people in NASCAR that were nominated. We wish them all luck. We only mentioned the team owners right. because it's just ironic that you have three team owners that were nominated for this year's class. Right, right, right. Let's move on and talk about... About the crazy fan comment of the week. Okay. Or did you want to mention at least that uh, there was one female on there as well? Did, well how, how, did, how did you forget that? I, I, I I'm thinking, know. I, thought, I was waiting for you to say it. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Is she going to mention it? Okay. I am bad with pronouncing people's names. Right. But Janet Guthrie, I believe right. I got that right. That's she right. was Guthrie. she was the first female to compete in a NASCAR Premier Series Speedway or Super Speedway race. Right. And she's actually up for a nomination. That's right. And so. we wish her all the best and uh we wish her good luck in that and probably more than likely well deserved. So I applaud NASCAR for even having her mentioned in the same name as those other drivers. But like I said, I think it's well-deserved that they have her up there with with those other gentlemen there. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the crazy fan comment of the week. And this is going to be a staple of ours because, after all, this is a podcast for fans by fans. I like to read the comments. And I don't read them all because, let's face it, some of you guys say some crazy uh and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. And and, I, and you know what? It, what's so funny <laughs> is that I think sometimes these comments, they're, they're really funny. And sometimes the comments are really, like, dumb. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, what, what race was this guy watching? You know? <laughs> well, I'll let you be the judge if this comment was funny or dumb. Okay. So I Here came across this comment. And, of course, it was about the all-star race. And it reads, quote, anyone else notice that everything the driver suggests, i.e. lug nuts, race format, NASCAR turns into a cluster to make the drivers and the driver's council look stupid. NASCAR doesn't like to be told what they should do. They are going to make everything the driver suggests look stupid. They purposely make the lug nut check looks childish and the race look like screwed up embarrassment and he's actually referring to the all-star race and of course the recent rule with the lug nuts so let us know do you agree or disagree do you find the comment funny do you find it stupid you know it's just one of those comments 
it makes you think. It did look a little crazy with the luck nut situation. In the race, we all know. I mean, the drivers already let you know that they didn't understand what was going on. So there could be some validity to the comment. Mm. But we're not here to judge. Right. That's your job. We'll let you make the final decision on whether or not you think there was validity to that comment. If you think it was funny. Or if you think it was corny. That's right. I mean, I'll judge in front of my TV, but uh, I'll try to keep the judgment away from the microphone. Yeah. Hey, I'm just like any other fan. I sit in front of the TV and I shout and yell and curse at the TV just like everybody else. So trust me, don't worry. Because like we said, this is all turns, no breaks, but it's for fans by fans. And me and Tam are fans of NASCAR and we watch NASCAR just as much as the next fans. So, and we have opinions like yes, most of and, you NASCAR fans. And we fans. get emotionally involved in the race just as much as you guys do. And you know what? We we But we have fun and, and we, we try to come here every week and give our thoughts and predictions uh, to you guys and, and even news and notes uh, from around NASCAR. So, uh, But we try, we try to keep it good, <laughs> clean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got to get into some race predictions. Super Race Sunday is coming up. I, f- I forgot yeah. exactly what they call it, but I just call it Super Sunday. Yeah, there you go. Last year, I thought I was going to kill myself. I watched Formula One, I watched IndyCar, and I watched NASCAR. Wow. So you have Formula One in Monaco this weekend. Mm-hmm. You have NASCAR in Charlotte for the Coca-Cola 600, and then you have the Indy 500. One of these years, Man, I'm actually <laughs> going to attend. Yeah. I went to Shanghai for Formula One. That was on my bucket list. I'm going to go to Japan for Formula One. Hopefully, this year or next year, I will get to Abu Dhabi for Formula One. Yeah, that would just be... And I'm no expert on Formula One. To be honest, I just know a few of the drivers. But I do enjoy the energy of being at Formula One races. And I've been to a couple of Indy races. Indy car racing doesn't float my boat. Right. But I'm not mad at it either. So nonetheless, I will be watching this Sunday. Mm -hmm. Last year, I think I took five naps. I'm not quite sure how many naps I'm going to take this year. But my prediction... Three of them were planned. Two of them weren't, right? Yeah. My prediction (laughs) on the nap front for this Sunday, I give myself four naps. There you go. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, four naps and a cup of tea. You know, I'm just uh, for gonna, the, for I, those that don't like tea, maybe a beer. I don't know. Look, exactly. <laughs> if, if I'm going to be drinking some uh, beer, then uh, I might give myself a little bit more than four naps. But I'm going to try to try to stick out and watch the whole 600. I, I, I'm going to try to clear my schedule, and I'm going to sit there in front of the TV. I'm going to try to watch this stuff. And uh, and I know with my ADD, it ain't going to happen. But you know what? I'll try my best. It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Okay, so I'm going to give you guys some predictions. Formula One, I'm going for Lewis Hamilton because I like Lewis Hamilton and I just like Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) And it's not that I don't know the other drivers. I just like, you know, Lewis Lewis reminds me a lot of Tony Stewart, but he also reminds me of Rex Ryan because Rex Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. You know, yeah. that's my guy. Right, 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 right. I love me some Rex Ryan. In my world, I call him Sexy Rexy. Sexy That's Rexy. like the ladies love smoke. I don't even think his wife ever called him that. <laughs> 
but you did, and that's That's awesome. his name, Sexy, Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy, I like it. Yeah, so Lewis Hamilton kind of gives me some attitude like a smoke or like a Rex He does Ryan. have attitude. So that's, I, I like attitude and personality. Yeah, so I'm going for Lewis. Plus what happened last or week before last, they ran off the track, him yeah. and his teammate. He has to redeem himself. So my prediction for Formula One is Lewis Hamilton. My prediction for IndyCar, you know, the question came up, will Pablo Montoya repeat? Hmm. Little known fact that is about to become a fact, I wasn't a fan of Pablo's when he was in NASCAR, and I thought he should go back to IndyCar. And he's done well for himself now that he's back in IndyCar. I, I guess I'll go with Pablo just because. I was going to tell you that just based on the success he's had, in Indy, it would not surprise me that if he did repeat. Okay. And, and, it, and it always confused me. Like when he came to NASCAR, I realized how sometimes how difficult it is to go from one car to another because it's completely different in the way that the cars run so differently. I mean, it's obvious that you have to race these cars completely different. I mean, the way they handle on the road, the way that you have to, you know, maneuver through uh, the, the, the racetracks and those different kinds of cars. But it just seemed like he, he never really could transition uh, yeah, when he, he came he, to NASCAR. But I mean, but as soon as he goes back to Indy, I mean, the guy is... is he's a star. Yeah, he picks up... But he has he attitude, off. too. Like, no, he that's does one, have attitude. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of the guy, but I don't hate him, but I respect his attitude. He yeah, has attitude. Absolutely. Again, he didn't make a great transition... And then once he hit the jet dryer, it yeah. was over. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, okay, one thing we didn't talk about, and I have to tell you guys my prediction too, but I want to talk about, did you see Chase Elliott almost hit the jet dryer? Oh, uh, no, I, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, he swerved, and it was like, it was almost a repeat. But oh. yeah, I will show you the video. Maybe okay. we'll upload it to the website. Right but on, right on. I'm sure you guys caught that when Chase Elliott almost hit the jet dryer during a caution during the All-Star race this week. But um, nonetheless, so, oh, and one other thing I wanted to touch on was we just discussed a little bit about the transition from NASCAR to Indy. Right. And this is leading into my prediction. For the 600, my prediction is Tony Stewart. Right on. Okay. And Kevin Harvick. I'm picking two people to win. Oh, look, look at that. But the reason why I'm going to go with Tony and speaking of the transition is because Tony, if you guys recall about, was that like 1999 that mm-hmm. he ran in the Indy 500 and in... That is correct. That's right. Or the Coca-Cola mm-hmm. 600. Yeah. And he placed in the top 10 in both. He showed that he has the endurance. Now, obviously, yeah. that was when he was skinny. Kurt, I think Kurt Bush did Kurt that Bush too did well. it a couple of years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Tony was skinny when he did that, and it was before <laughs> yeah. you know the leg injury and the right, back right, right. surgery and all that. But you know, I'm I'm gonna go for Tony. Right on. Tony needs to go out a winner. And, but and, and and who was the dark horse you had behind him? My dark horse is Kevin Harvick, Kevin and Harvick. the reason why is because. Harvick has actually won the Coca-Cola 600. Mm-hmm. Um, he won it in 2011. You know, actually, I think he won it in 2011 and 2013. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, so then if I could pick a third person, I would go with Jimmy Johnson, and that's only because that guy is due to win, but he's also won it three or four times. Yeah, um, I know. And then there's Kurt Busch. Yeah, there is Kurt Busch. And uh, believe it or not, we always give Casey Kane a hard time, but... Do you believe he's actually won the 600 a couple of times? He has. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which but is, I'm not picking him. Don't worry. Like, yeah, I mean. It, <laughs> okay, so after you guys, let me bring it back. So my first pick is Tony Stewart. My second pick is Kevin Harvick. And my third pick is. Kurt Busch? No, I just said Jimmy Johnson. Oh, Jimmy Johnson. That's right. Because but my fourth pick would be Kurt that, Busch. That's right. You did say Okay, two. don't hold me to all my picks. <laughs> Maybe I should go don't to worry. I, I should go to Vegas and bet, yeah, you should. bet a parlay. You should. Yeah, why not? Get a parlay going. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so who, I, who is your I, I prediction? Think, okay, I think who's going to win it is, uh, and you, you, you already mentioned his name, I got Harvick coming out on top, uh, winning that race, for basically the same reason that you said. I would not be surprised, and this is my dark horse, and don't ask me why, I got Matt Kenseth possibly winning that race as well. I just think coming off this all-star race, being a little confused, being just a little, you know, just heated and, and the way this whole thing went down, just a bad taste in his mouth. I also think he's due, though, as well. I think overall, from the first half of the season, he's been racing really well. Uh, he's, it's not like he's been racing horrible, but I would not be surprised at all if Jimmy Johnson won that race as well. And for the same exact reasons that you just said, I think this guy is due. I think Jimmy Johnson has had a frustrating first half of this, this season, and I think he's going to be looking to get back on track right off the bat. I think he he's feels like he's going to come out to show everybody, look, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm still here, and I still got the goods. And don't be surprised if you see Kyle Busch up there either. But Matt Kenseth is uh, probably my, my dark horse. But I, I see Harvick winning that race next week. Okay, I'm going to drop one bomb on you. Do you know 16 bomb. years ago, Matt Kenseth won? 16 years ago? 16 years ago. He won in 2000. Oh, man. So, you see, there you go. He's due. I told you. <laughs> cool there was our predictions we're wrapping this up thank you guys for listening to the all turns no breaks podcast i am renee she is tam we really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us and uh, we are here every week to bring you news notes predictions and our thoughts about each race every week. Please feel free to hit us up on our Facebook, our Twitter accounts, and all our social media. And Tam is going to tell you exactly how to find us. Yeah, so you guys make sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We can be found at Turns No Breaks. That's at Turns No Breaks across all social media. Please, please, please listen to us on iTunes, our SoundCloud. We're also on Stitcher. And more importantly, the website will be live. So make sure to check out the website. Exactly. And you can always chat with us during the race live on our Twitter accounts. You can find me on my personal Twitter account at It's Renee Garcia. And that is at I-T-S-R-E-N-E-G-A-R-C-I-A at It's Renee Garcia. My Instagram and my Snapchat are also the same, at It's Renee Garcia. But you can also find Tam on her personal Twitter account. You can find me at I am Sincerely Tam, S-I-N-C-E-R-E-L-Y. I am Sincerely Tam on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Perfect. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.